Good morning from Concord, New Hampshire. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, February 10th. Here are election 2020 updates from today's show. The top two finishers in last week's Iowa caucuses, 40 years apart in age and representing opposite ends of the Democratic Party's ideological spectrum, are heading for a showdown in Tuesday's primary here, each taking increasingly aggressive swipes at the other. But there's an unusual twist to this new rivalry between Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg, which intensified last night after the Iowa State Party announced that Buttigieg probably won 14 Iowa delegates to the convention this summer, and Sanders got 12. The senator from Vermont and the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, are not fighting to win over the same pool of voters, especially here in New Hampshire, though many likely to vote remain undecided. Rather, based on conversations with strategists in both campaigns, each side is trying to energize his own supporters by vowing to block the other from winning the Democratic nomination, with Sanders, the Democratic Socialist, portraying Buttigieg as a captive to his billionaire donors, and the more centrist Buttigieg railing against Sanders as a, quote, my way or the highway leftist. That effort burst into full view on Sunday as the candidates hopscotched across this snow-covered state. At a canvas lunch in Plymouth, Sanders said Buttigieg has taken money from over 40 billionaires, and he said they're giving to him because they know that he'll never take on the corporate elite. Buttigieg, meanwhile, continued to paint Sanders as too radical. At his event on Sunday, he pushed his usual critique further, calling Medicare for All irresponsible and warning that there's no way Sanders can win in a general election. The growing friction between these two guys comes as both are taking fire from other rivals who are scrambling to finish in the top three in the Granite State. Nightly tracking polls show Sanders in the lead with Buttigieg nipping at his heels. Joe Biden, who finished far behind in Iowa and has been slipping every night in New Hampshire, continues attacking Sanders as too liberal and Buttigieg as too untested. Amy Klobuchar likewise has questioned both men on similar fronts. Elizabeth Warren is trying to paint herself as the most electable liberal. Biden, Warren, and Klobuchar all want to finish third desperately to keep their campaigns viable going into Nevada at the end of next week and then South Carolina a week after that. Mike Bloomberg is waiting in the wings for the following week when more than half the delegates are awarded on Super Tuesday. Strategists and other veteran observers of the New Hampshire primary say that tomorrow's election largely could come down to how Sanders and Buttigieg play off each other. Some of Sanders' strategists see a benefit to aggressively confronting Buttigieg because they hope that his voters might then flee to Biden or Klobuchar, splitting up support in the more centrist wing of the party. The rivalry between Pete and Bernie has been months in the making, in part because of the extreme contrasts between the two. Sanders, 78, would be the oldest U.S. president in history, Buttigieg, 38, would be the youngest. Sanders would be the most liberal nominee in decades, maybe going back to George McGovern. Buttigieg would mark a return to a pragmatic approach more typical of recent nominees. Sanders has galvanized young people and the working class, including non-white voters, but has struggled to attract people older than 50. Buttigieg appeals to older and more affluent college-educated white voters, as well as some in rural areas, but he struggled mightily with non-white voters. Many supporters of the two candidates feel disdain for one another, 
I covered a dinner on Saturday night that was sponsored by the state Democratic Party in Manchester. All the candidates spoke. When Buttigieg criticized Sanders, saying that it's a false choice to tell people they must either be revolutionaries or for the status quo, Bernie's crowd in the audience started booing and chanting Wall Street Pete. When Sanders spoke a few minutes later, he told the crowd he was excited to have won the most votes in the Iowa caucuses, prompting a roar from his supporters. But then the Buttigieg people in the audience started chanting that they had won. In New Hampshire, the two are also competing for the biggest crowds. Buttigieg's campaign sent in an email to reporters yesterday that he had attracted 1,841 people to an event. Literally minutes later, the Sanders campaign emailed reporters that they had drawn 1,981 people to an event nearby. Sanders decisively defeated Hillary Clinton here four years ago by more than 20 points. And polls show that his favorability is actually quite high, even if his level of support has fallen far below what it was when he was the sole anti-establishment option. The audiences that the two candidates tend to draw at the events I've attended over the last few days are quite different. Sanders attracts youthful, raucous crowds. They roar his name. They rail against the establishment. They cheer on high-profile surrogates like Michael Moore doing the same. Often, they share stories of economic suffering and hardship. They make minimum wage. Attendees at Buttigieg events are older and largely white. They applaud politely. They cheer him when he suggests that his movement is open to anyone, particularly when he talks about the need to reach out to dispirited Republicans. One wrinkle of the New Hampshire primary is that independents, the largest block of voters, can cast a ballot in the Democratic primary if they want. This could mean a lot more moderates voting, which could help Buttigieg. Some Sanders advisors earlier had privately welcomed the rise of Buttigieg, reasoning that there was much less overlap between their sets of voters than there was between supporters of Buttigieg and his two main rivals, Biden and Warren. They figured Buttigieg's assent wouldn't come at Sanders' expense, which some of them feared would be the case with Biden or Warren surging after Iowa. But now, Sanders and his team have changed their tune. They're increasingly focused on trying to finish ahead of Buttigieg because they want to blunt his gains and avoid being overshadowed by a fresher face. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 every weekday morning wherever you get your podcasts. 